Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science DC Comics Secret Origins Podcast. And if things sound really funky, it's because we ended up getting hit by a pretty big storm here in the Northeast, and the Black Mold Studios got flooded out. So right now, I am recording in my living room, bent over with the microphone just sitting on the table. There's problems here, but... What I decided to do, since I can't really record a regular show, I'm dipping back into the archives and grabbing out from our Patreon a Scarecrow origin, which ties very nicely into the Fear State, with Batman Fear State Alpha coming out this week. This is the Jonathan Crane Scarecrow Secret Origins podcast. Like I said, we did back on the Patreon, and it's a good way to segue into the idea that right now, this week, Our DC Comics podcast that usually comes out Sunday is Patreon only. It is an annuals week. So if you want to listen to all of that, and it's going to be a long podcast, there's a bunch of books and some long ones at that, go over to patreon.com slash weird science and you can listen to that and a bunch more things uh, and more things as they come out once I get my basement taken care of and all dry and not underwater. But I didn't want to skip this week, so this is a little bit of a greatest hits deal. So without a further ado, we're going to go off and listen to The Secret Origins of Scarecrow. Across the Batman's horizon moves a new and terrible figure. A fantastic figure of burlap and straw with a brain cunning and distorted. Who is the figure whose very ludicrous appearance inspires fear? symbolizes fear, fear incarnate, fear walking the streets of Gotham City. It is the most terrible, most bizarre of all criminals. The criminal all will learn to fear and call the Scarecrow. Like a real Scarecrow, he looms bold and frightening, scaring the fluttering inhabitants of the city. Yet from the flock rise the wing-cloaked Batman and Robin to challenge and combat the eerie power of the Scarecrow. That is how the Scarecrow's first appearance begins in World's Finest number 3. Like many characters, the Scarecrow has had multiple origin stories and has changed over the years. A guy obsessed with buying rare books instead of fancy clothes. A professor who shoots ceramics in a college classroom to teach a lesson. A kid who liked to terrorize birds. Yep, these are all parts of the first appearance of the Scarecrow. The Scarecrow, Dr. Jonathan Crane, is a fictional supervillain appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics. Created by Bill Finger, Bob Kane, and Jerry Robinson, the character first appeared in World's Finest Comics number 3 in September of 1941. The self-proclaimed master of fear is commonly depicted as an obsessive ex-professor of psychology in Gotham City who uses a variety of experimental drugs and toxins to exploit the fear and phobias of his victims. He is one of the most enduring enemies of the superhero Batman and belongs to the collective of adversaries that make up the Dark Knight's rogues gallery. World's Finest Number 3 came out in September of 1941 and had 11 stories in it, including such hits as Lando, Man of Magic, The Panama Canal Mystery, and Drafty, The End of the Trail. However, we're here to talk about Batman, The Riddle of the Human Scarecrow, Written by Bill Finger, penciled by Bob Kane and Jerry Robinson. And you jump in, and these sort of issues back in the day really did get very quick to the punch. I mean, you really get these characters thrown at you 
And everything that you get from the beginning really ties into this grand concept. Obviously, the grand concept, this being the Scarecrow. And we see that they really point out that as a kid, Jonathan Crane liked to frighten birds. And there's just this one panel of him chasing birds around with a stick and a scarecrow in the background. Now, this doesn't really even tie into anything else in the issue. It's just there to kind of go, okay, I get it. A scarecrow, he likes to scare birds. But we we go far ahead in the future then, and he is now what most people will recognize as the psychology professor. Uh, but again, it goes really quickly to this whole idea of him becoming the scarecrow. Now he's in class. And he's talking about fear. He's teaching fear to his class and the psychology of fear. And to do that, he pulls out a gun and and points it at kids in the class and says, okay, you would be afraid of this. Like, you might be a little bit afraid of me pointing a gun at you in class. But what if I did this? And he turns and shoots a, a pot, a ceramic pot, destroys the pot with a gunshot, and then points the gun back at the kids and says, now... You are more afraid because you see what the gun can do. Now, number one, I think that the kids would have known what the gun could do. I I think they're more afraid knowing that at least it's loaded and also that they have a crazy-ass professor who will shoot a gun off in class. And, yeah, if I were anybody in that class, I'm out. I'm skedaddling out. I'm going and dropping that class immediately so that I save my life. So, really – He ends up just shooting off a gun to prove that what you're going to be afraid of is something that you know the the destructive power of. Now, again, this doesn't really tie into him being the scarecrow, but it does lead to him getting fired, rightfully so, later. But he ends up after class and he walks out and he hears a couple other professors. They're standing around talking about a party that they're going to have, you know, you know, the big parties that professors have like, hey, you know. Who's going to the party tonight? Hey, you're not inviting that Jonathan Crane there. And he overhears this. They, they seem to be very loud about this, too. And he, they say, oh, nobody wants to invite him anywhere. Oh, man, look at those old shabby clothes he wears. He looks positively weird. And then the one guy basically says then he, he looks like a scarecrow, you know, he, and, and points out he makes the same salary as us. But he doesn't even want to buy decent clothes. And then the one guy's like, oh, my God, he, he looks like a scarecrow. He looks positively queer. And, and then another guy's like, ah, oh, you know, he spends every cent he earns to buy new books. Now, Crane goes back to his house, sits down. You see, he has tons of books around him. And he sits there and he's like, you know, they're all fools. They think I look queer. Well, I'd rather buy books than clothes. Now, that's fine. It goes into a little bit more because then he starts thinking and, and you know, Now, they have to tie into why he'll become the Scarecrow because of this. And it's not going to be to terrorize these professors, which I thought that's what it would be. You know, become the Scarecrow, terrorize them, show them, you know, they're they're jerks and maybe have them have heart attacks, which is very common in these old books. But instead, he thinks to himself, if I, hey, I make as much money. It's pointed out he makes the same salary but buys books. Then Crane sits there and he's like, huh. They don't like my clothes. Well, I bet if I made more money, they'd respect me. And I'm like, that's not what they said. They already said that you make the same amount as them. But then says, boy, if I had more money, I could buy 
lots more books. So getting this more money is not going to help him at all to gain any respect. And he doesn't even seem to want respect. This is just set up so that he can have a life of crime because then he sits there and starts thinking to himself all the things that he can do. He goes the next day in class and instead of bringing a gun into class, now he's going to talk about how gangsters use the protection racket to gain money and use the fear as a tool to gain money and say, hey, listen, they go, they claim you want protection, you pay me money. If you don't get protection, I'm going to come kill you. That whole fear in that, this is what he's teaching class. So he's teaching class, uh, basically, the first lesson was shoot a gun and scare the shit out of everybody. The second lesson is the gangster protection racket. So he goes home then. And starts thinking about it, starts thinking, you know what? That lesson I taught today was so good. I think I might be able to do this and just basically becomes the scarecrow and yells out and is the, so I look like a scarecrow. That will be my symbol, a symbol of poverty and fear combined. The perfect symbol, the scarecrow. And then just decides three nights later to dress up like a scarecrow and go to visit this businessman. And he goes, and the funny thing is he does have a calling card. Before he arrives on a scene, he, he must stand above the, the window and he lets a little straw go. So some straw comes floating into this room. This businessman ends up like, huh, what's with this straw? And then Jonathan Crane jumps out. Yes, my friend, straw is the sign. I'm the scarecrow. And, and his whole deal is not to scare this guy. He's coming to offer his services. And his services are... Basically, a racket where he's going to go. This businessman's name, Frank Kendrick. And this guy's a piece of crap himself. He has embezzled money from his business, and his business partner is suing him. So Jonathan Crane knows about this, goes in and says, Listen, hey, Frank, Frankie boy, I will, you, you pay me, I will go to your business partner and I will scare him so much that he will drop this lawsuit. And this guy's like, boy, you know what? I'm already a piece of crap. What do I have to lose? You know, this crazy guy dressed as a scarecrow. I don't know. I've heard of all these villains in town. This is just part of it. Yeah, I'll go. And then I'll give you money to go. So he ends up, Scarecrow goes, that very night, they say, he goes over to this Frank Kendrick's business partner. Now, again, this is the Scarecrow. What we're used to would be some fear toxin, might be some, you know, even that you would think that he'll hide in a closet and jump out and scare this guy even make it seem like he's a ghost these are all scenarios that run through my mind nope he goes in and says listen this is how it's going to go your business partner frank kendrick you're going to drop the suit you have on him and this is why and shoots the guy he shoots him in the shoulder it looks like and then says okay if you don't drop it i'm now going to come back and shoot you in the heart and kill you so basically the scarecrow has shown up and shot a guy. That, that's the fear that he has. Now, unknown to him, Batman and Robin were darting lightly across the rooftops near where this guy got shot, where Scarecrow went to shoot this guy. So they hear this, and they go and investigate. And they see what they say. Look at that guy. He looks like a Scarecrow. They start. They, they give chase. They're chasing him. Uh, Scarecrow's just shooting. He's shooting bullets all over the place at, at uh, Batman and Robin. And Batman jumps in then, ends up grabbing the scarecrow, slamming him into a trash can. Uh, and then 
there's a fight uh, and basically they're gonna subdue the scarecrow scarecrow yells pleasant dreams and pistol whips batman starts running away but robin gives chase and says slug the batman will you starts running scarecrow picks up a garbage can and throws it at robin and does get away with what they say and with queer grasshopper leaps the scarecrow disappears into the black night and batman and robin kind of get together there batman still seems dazed he got pistol whipped he's a little dazed that the police are showing up and they have to skedaddle out of there and we see that the scarecrow is now known throughout gotham because we see a newspaper headline businessman shot by the scarecrow and that's when the police then go to frank kendrick and basically and the police in this they they look a little like gangsters and they sit there and like, ah, eh, you deny hiring the scarecrow to frighten Harold into dropping his lawsuit, do you? And this is where Frank Hendricks like, oh, of course I do. I don't know about this scarecrow. I, I can't help that he takes an interest in my affairs. And they're like, ah, eh, you know what? We don't get any evidence, so we're going to get out of here. And as the detective goes out, he does say to one of the other policemen, you know, let's get out of here. It smells like a skunk in here. And then the next panel basically gets right to it where the Scarecrow goes to the house of Paul Harold, who was the business partner that he already shot as Paul Harold. Poor guy is just reading his newspaper. Uh, I would think that at this point, maybe the police might have given him protective custody because it seems like he has told the police what the Scarecrow was up to. Uh, but no, he's just sitting there reading his newspaper exactly where he was sitting before. Scarecrow comes in. And shoots him through the heart and kills him. Uh, you, you have the police show up. Oh, man, look, Paul Harold's murdered. Oh, look at what we found. And they find straw there. And like, oh, man, the scarecrow's calling card. I'm like, boy, that, that really took fast. It, you know, that, that really with the calling card of straw did not take long to hit there in Gotham. But they end up, scarecrow goes back to Frank Kendrick, who is kind of upset that he ended up killing Paul and it's like why did you kill him You were supposed to only scare him He's like ah you know what A dead man can't have a lawsuit am I right So pay up buddy And he does he actually gets money Goes in then with his cash I mean he is walking around cash in hand Walks into the president Of the university Who has called him in and says basically Listen Crane you're fired You, you shot guns in class We don't really like That going on at our university and you have Crane then say, basically, who cares? He actually yells, bah, bah, who cares? Look at this money. Look at this handful of money I have now. I don't need you. I don't even want to be a stupid professor. I'm rich, baby, and runs off. So as this, he runs off, and then you see more newspaper headlines that basically say the Scarecrow is now a criminal mastermind, and there's a wave of crime going on. It says the Scarecrow strikes again and again and again. I don't know what other rackets he's running at this point. We don't get to see him because then we go and we get a little Bruce Wayne. And in these old issues, some of the greatest things ever are when you have Batman trying to figure out what these guys. Now, so far, it is set up so plainly that that I could figure it out. I'm a dummy. I could figure out Jonathan Crane is the scarecrow. But yet. Nobody can figure it out. Bruce goes, and amazingly, he has a meeting with his old friend, the president of the college who had just fired Crane. So he goes in and says, hello, Martin. How are you? What's new? And the professor pretty much gets right to it. After a little bit, 
of formality, nothing much. We people of college usually lead a fairly unexciting life. But you know, there's this guy, Scarecrow Crane, as we call him. He came in and waved a bunch of money under my nose. It makes no sense, this progression. And you have Bruce sitting there, and he's like, Scarecrow, I wonder. And he's like, he spends all his money on ancient books, you say? And so he now knows that a guy named Jonathan Crane, who is a professor of psychology, uh, probably would have known, eh, this guy's shooting guns in, in class. He teaches fear. He looks like a scarecrow. He just came in and said he came into a big bunch of money recently. Now, Bruce has no idea. It's like, huh, I wonder if this could be connected. Well, we see then the scarecrow going to his next bit of racket where he goes into this businessman who owns a department store and the department store is failing and there is another one that's doing well across the street so he says listen your rival across the street is getting all the business if you pay me i will scare everyone and this is one of these where i'll pretty much scare them across the street where they're running in fear they'll run into your department store and of course when somebody is scared crapless uh, I'll be a little no cursing now. If they're scared, they're going to then buy your goods. You know, they'll they'll realize that your department store is so much better than this new one. You know, not that they hadn't been going in all their lives and now like the better one. I will scare them into there. So he does. He goes right to it. He shows up in this department store, throws a smoke bomb and just starts screaming. And everybody's like, oh, no, the scarecrow. I'm getting the heck out of here, uh, you know, running out. While this is going on, you do have uh, Bruce and Dick at the Batcave. They hear the police report about, you know, calling all cars, the department store, there's the scarecrow, there's a riot. Bruce is still sitting there here. Now, how long this has gone since he talked to the professor, it doesn't say. It seems like a day later, he is still rubbing his chin. Scarecrow Crane. Could it be a coincidence? Oh, please, Bruce, please. So he, they get, you know, dressed up as Batman and Robin. Like, come on, Robin, we have no time. They go, they take the Batmobile over. They go through the roof so that they can, you know, get to the Scarecrow undetected. Now, while this is going on, they're coming down. The Scarecrow is now running around the department store with a bat, just destroying things in this department store. He's not scared. Everybody seems to be gone. The, the scaring part is gone. Now he's just going to destroy everything in this department store with a bat well batman shows up and the progression here is great because batman shows up and there's a lot of trash talking in this issue a lot of one-liners and he shows up high ugly he says to scarecrow scarecrow turns around swings the bat and says you stupid clod misses batman with the bat now batman who has shown up and called scarecrow ugly says not nice calling people names and slugs Scarecrow right in the face. Scarecrow gets knocked down, but gets up and starts fighting again. But as he gets up, Batman now hits him in the face again and says, pleased to meet you. Then Scarecrow ends up kicking Batman. And this is the other thing. He says, blundering fool, do you think you can take me down so easily? Now, the, the big part of this is you have to remember that Crane was spelled out to be this, you know, kind of scrawny professor. Now, just because he dresses up as a scarecrow, he is doing acrobatic kicks. He's jumping around. Looks like at one point he's breakdancing. I don't know what's going on with him. Now, the police have shown up. The police have shown up and they want to take down the people. Robin ends up saying, hey, to the police, 
you're making a, a mistake, ends up socking a policeman right in the face, which is never referenced later when they do talk to the police. But he does. He punches a policeman right in the face. Uh, now, Robin looks over, and they are in this department store. Luckily, they're in the sporting goods department because Robin looks over. Batman, after getting kicked in the face, is down on the ground. Again, though, Scarecrow has gotten punched in the face twice by Batman. By Batman. He's a professor dressed as a scarecrow. He can take two punches to the face. Scarecrow kicks Batman in the chest. Batman's dazed. He's on the ground. He, he's rubbing his head where Scarecrow has a gun and says, you're going to die, Batman. And Robin looks over and says, boy, I got to stop the maniac. He looks. And Robin is a guy who is going to use anything at his disposal. And the first thing he sees is a bowling ball. Now, he doesn't throw the bowling ball. Of course, he bowls the bowling ball. It hits the Scarecrow, which ends up throwing him into the air as Robin yells, set him up in the next alley. You need a little, you know, boy wonder better work on his trash talking, but okay. So what happens then is Batman is still dazed. Scarecrow ends up getting up and throws a bomb. It looks like a grenade type of deal. He throws it at Batman. Robin jumps to again because he is in the sports department. It says he grabs a bow and arrow, shoots it, says, I hope my aim is good, shoots the grenade which happens to get destroyed and blows up, I'm telling you, three inches from Batman's face. But because because Robin blew it up before it hit Batman, it doesn't do any harm. So Batman, who can't take a kick from a scrawny professor, can have a grenade blow up three inches from his face and is okay because, of course, he covers most of his face with his cape. You know, the cape. So he says, oh, no. And they look, and this was the diversion Scarecrow got away. And he says, it looks like our sawdust friend has given us the slip again. The police come in and basically say, you know, hold your firemen. Oh, it's Batman and Robin. I want them to say, you know what, Robin? You don't have to punch policemen in the face. They start to go and and talk to some people who are there that worked at the department store. And the big deal is the police say to this lady, did he steal anything? Now, I don't know about how department stores were in 1941. I was obviously not alive then. I've been to many a department store, say a J.C. Penney's, say a Sears. What she says to the policeman when he asks, has he stolen anything? She says, yes, he took two books from the rare book department because, you know, every department store has a rare book department. So that's where Batman and Robin later that night, they go back. And this is where Batman finally comes to his senses and realizes what is going on and says, this has to be Scarecrow Crane, who is the Scarecrow. And they are going to kind of get dressed up and see. Can we go to the Scarecrow's apartment, Jonathan Crane's apartment, where a older man has shown up, kind of a dumpy looking man, shows up and says, hey. My car broke down. Can I use your phone? And and Jonathan Crane, though he is a super villain, he is also a very courteous man and says, yes, you can come in and use the phone. This guy goes in and starts looking at all of his books and says, boy, it's a nice collection of books you have. It must have cost you a fortune. And that, that kind of is the end of the, the line for Jonathan Crane being courteous and says, none of your business. Use the phone and get the heck out. 
So he does, and they go out. This guy goes out, and we see that it is Batman in disguise. One of the things that I love uh, with Batman that we don't see a lot anymore is the Batman, the master of disguises. So he comes out, takes out this disguise. And and I also love when he's disguised, and when he takes off the, the disguise, it's just Batman with the cowl underneath that disguised this old man. This mask he had on is actually over the cowl. That always makes me laugh. So he's there, and he says, Robin says, is is this the guy? Do you think that this Jonathan Crane is the scarecrow? And he's like, I'm positive it is. Tomorrow I'm going to go and call the department store owner's name's Dodge, they say now, uh, who ended up in seeing if he hired him and seeing what all this is going on. In the meantime, Crane is looking out his window. He sees Batman and Robin just standing outside the window and says, are they idiots? You know, I'm a smart man. I knew that that was Batman. And now, but even so, if he knew it was Batman, why didn't he kind of make up an excuse for these books? It's such a convoluted deal of him like, I knew it was him all along. But eh, you know what? I didn't care that he figured it out because then he's like, oh, he's going to go and talk to that department store owner. Well, I'm going to dress up as Scarecrow right now. I'm going to go kill him. Again, not really the smartest plan there, Scarecrow. But he ends up going out and Batman had twi- It's a twist. Batman ended up going out outside the window talking very loud on purpose so that Jonathan Crane would hear that and dress up as the Scarecrow, which would pretty much solidify the idea that he is the Scarecrow. So there's the evidence he knows now fully that Jonathan Crane is the Scarecrow. Of course, Jonathan Crane, the Scarecrow, uses what we all know as Scarecrow's first resort is pulling out a gun and starts firing bullets at Batman and Robin. Batman ends up knocking Robin down and saves him. You have Crane then jump off, goes running into a nearby playground, which then is just the set piece for a lot of playground hijinks, including Robin on a swing. He's swinging the swing. He ends up jumping off the swing to go and attack the Scarecrow. Scarecrow turns around, punches Robin right in the face. And as Scarecrow is about to shoot Robin, who's laying on the ground, what Robin's plan must have been, the swing swings all the way around the swing set and hits Crane in the back of the head, knocks him down. Then Batman jumps at him, ends up, the gun ends up firing. They both are holding the gun. It gets fired right next to Batman's face. Scarecrow then punches Batman again, knocks him down. But as the Scarecrow, the the gun ends up getting knocked on the ground there. And Scarecrow bends over to pick up the gun. But the problem is, is his butt cheeks are kind of hanging over the seesaw, which Robin sees, jumps on the other end of it, which ends up pushing and launching the Scarecrow up into the air where Batman recovers and punches him right in the face. And they knock him out. Finally, they have knocked out Jonathan Crane, the Scarecrow. And Robin even says, boy, is is he out at last? And Batman's like, you know what? That was the fight of my career. Thank God it's over. And thank God the only fighting that Scarecrow now is going to do is in a prison cell. And they take him off to the prison cell. And it ends with, and so the infamous short-lived career of the Scarecrow comes to an end at last. And you have the Scarecrow there, Jonathan Crane. He is basically now sitting there looking through the bars of the prison and says, the stupid fools actually think they're going to keep me here. And then it says the end. Will the Scarecrow return? Only time will tell. 
And that is the end of the issue and the end of what is a very, very wacky first appearance of the Scarecrow. And the Scarecrow remained in prison for a couple years and didn't come back until Detective Comics number 73, an issue titled The Scarecrow Returns, where it picks up right from him being in prison. He gets out and recruits a gang and kind of goes around Gotham leaving riddles for Batman to kind of chase him and, and chase him down and find him. Very Riddler-esque, obviously. Uh, but yeah, this version of Scarecrow and his history and corresponding appearances were erased from existence following the collapse of the original multiverse in the 1985-86 Crisis on Infinite Earths limited series. And we've had a couple of other origins. Uh, you know, it, it gets a little more advanced with his psychology of fear, fear toxin, all that, instead of him just going around and shooting businessmen in the heart. Uh, but I love these wacky, uh, you know, first appearances and things like that. So that is the end of this Secret Origins podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. All right. And that was the Secret Origins of Scarecrow. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Once again, I want to remind you that this week's regular weekly review show with me and Eric is Patreon only. So if you want to listen to that and a ton of shows, especially shows like this Secret Origins show, go on over to patreon.com slash weird science sign up. You'll have all of this month of September as a free trial because you will not be charged right away. You'll only be charged if you decide to carry on into October. If you don't want to do that, you quit before, never charge, free trial, all of that stuff going there. But again, thanks for listening. I'll be back again next Friday with hopefully a new uh, you know, Secret Origins podcast, not a retro one, hopefully by then. The basement, the Black Mold Studios will be all fixed and ready to rock. But until then, I'll talk to you later.